0: Myers is somebody who I admire, who runs his own school in Louisiana, and has taken the opportunity to steer his own jiu-jitsu journey uh, towards self-defense and wanting to help people. And I think it's going to be amazing to hear what he has to offer in regard to his perspective on jiu-jitsu and how it can change people's lives. <laughs> So Courtney, um, we met a couple of years ago at the ICP, Um, Coming Stone Instructor Certification Program, um, as we were coming to this process of like owning our own uh, schools and and using the Gracie curriculum and their teaching methodology and philosophy behind it from here. And so I guess I just want to start with you know like where's your school at, um, and uh, the name of your school, and what got you interested in, in teaching Jiu Jitsu in the first place.
1: Cool. Well, yeah, that's um, it it started way back, and I really didn't even know about it, right? You know, <laughs> you know, hope wishing I would have had jujitsu back in the day, uh, but you know, I'm Courtney Myers. I'm from Louisiana. I started. Um, I graduated the ICP in 2016. I was the first certified instructor in the state of Louisiana to go through the curriculum with Henry Hiron, and on uh, and me and my partner have the we had the first uh, and only certified training center in the state of Louisiana for a little while. Now we have a friend of ours, which Danny Sullivan, which is about two and a half hours away. So we we have a good distance support, and, and man, we really work in that funnel in, in, in Louisiana to, to to spread Jiu-Jitsu. Um, in my opinion, the the, the right way, yeah. you know. And um, but the name of my school is Gracie Jiu Jitsu Youngsville. I'm in uh, one of the fastest growing communities in our state of Louisiana, mm. Youngsville, Louisiana. And uh, we excited, man. I'm I'm the I'm a first jiu- generation Jiu Jitsu instructor. In my family, man. Majority of my family can't even say Jiu Jitsu, much less know what it's about. So,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> besides the accent, you know, it um, it, it, it kind of um, it's hard to say in in, in general, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I still stumble on it all the time. Like I have a little bit of a tongue tie, so whenever I go to say it, it just kind of mumbles all together. Yeah, yeah. So you, you've got Bullyproof, you've got uh, Combatives going on in there, um, you've got uh, Advanced Classes going on as well. Yeah. And I guess, like, what was it for you that resonated about the Gracie curriculum?
1: So, man, I, I started Jiu-Jitsu several years back, um, just because I kind of needed an outlet, right? You know, I come from, from, a, um, you know, a, a baseball background where I was really heavily into baseball and, and, um, long story short, bullying, uh, as, as a kid really rerouted my dreams. And, um, it, it kind of all started there. That, that's the crazy part about, um, you know, you, you think things kind of go away over time and sometimes it doesn't. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, um, My whole goal on getting into jujitsu was I needed an outlet. I was always a competitive person and it it, Mm. I got married. We started having you know, even before we had kids is there was something missing in my life, right? And then I I met these guys, local guys that had this in jujitsu schools and and started and started in the the sport competition world and and, and started doing a little bit of competing. I won, I lost, you know, the whole story with that and and then I wound up quitting due to injuries and, and just it just—I couldn't make sense of why at
0: yeah. the
1: time, but I—I I did quit, and not that. How I've long ever,
0: were you training for before you I left?
1: About three to four years. Yeah. Uh, in the mix of that, starting to new my landscaping company, man, I was ripping and running, and couldn't really stay injured like I was getting injured. I, you yeah. know, rolling with a lot of heavier guys, dealt with a lot of pop ribs, and if anybody that knows what what the damage of a a, a pop rib. You can't hardly do nothing. Yeah. So do a real physical landscaping job. It just, it got to the point where I just had to pick my battles. And I said, man, I'm going to, I really like my instructor at the time. And then as my son um, years went on, my son turned three years old and I said, man, I really want to, I really want to do this again because I don't want my kids to go through what I went through as a kid, meaning my dreams getting, rerouted due to bullying right mm. and growing up with my grandparents you know everybody at the time was like man why didn't you tell your grandfather you were getting bullied well they were a lot older i just kept it to myself right and mm. i didn't i didn't tell him because i didn't want to stress him nor i didn't want to put that burden on him to to make him have to stand up for me right so yeah. shut it down and, and and rerouted my dreams into into some other competitive things which was speed skating and met a lot of people throughout that and then life kicks in and uh, my son turns three my daughter was um maybe six or seven at the time yeah and uh my, my partner now started a school when i met him in broussard which was in another community next to us so i started giving it a shot again i was in there a couple of you know maybe two two years with him i wound up getting my blue belt through him yeah um started competing a little bit and, and actually I was competing to go with train to compete with him in Japan, long story yeah. short. And a good friend of mine's son had got assaulted at school. Mm. Um, and so I got the video sent to him and he reached out to me and he was like, man, Courtney, you've been doing jujitsu, man. Can, can you help my son? And it was at that point where I realized, man, all this training I was doing, I didn't know how to help this kid. Mm. so it it, it really hit me hard in in my heart because I'm thinking man what if this was one of my kids yeah so it was at that point um I went talk to my partner and I said man I'm not going I'm not going to compete in Japan like what are you out your mind he said what you gonna go do why why are you going to compete I said I'm going on a limb I'm going to the Gracie Academy at the time and I'm going to see what all this self-defense is about.
0: Interesting, man. And,
1: uh, yeah. So it was crazy. So the crazy part was out of all the the flack I got, man, you crazy, man. These brothers are out for one thing, money, this and that. Everything they told me yeah. was the opposite. And i tell yeah. you how the Lord works in mysterious ways. So I called Gracie Academy and, and, and I talked to Heat On about this. You know, we've brought it up many a time, but. How often would you see heat on behind the desk, the front desk at the Grace Academy? Hardly ever. Yeah. yeah. So I called. I, I called. I talked to my wife about it. I called. Well, heat on answers. <laughs> and I'm like, call find or whatnot. So this was a couple months. I told him exactly my story. He said, well, we, we'd love to have you come visit. So and I had the video of my, my, my buddy's son that had got assaulted and uh, so about two, three months later, I head out on a limb going against the grain of everybody around here. I'm going to see what what these Gracie brothers are about and what Gracie Academy and what Grandmaster Elio's self-defense is all about, right? Yeah. So I went up there for, I think it was two weeks, that that trip. First time I was up there knowing knowing nothing, knowing no one. Stayed at the best Western down the street. (laughs) I would would commute back and forth. I, I practically lived there for two weeks. Well calling it signs right you know it whatever it's meant to be the lord works in mysterious ways however you want to put it i show up taxi drops me off i open the door he on is in the lobby just the craziest thing so i said hey man my name's courtney myers and you know how those guys are they don't forget anything
0: no they're, they're and I said, dialed in
1: yeah I said, man, i talked to you a couple of weeks ago. He said, nah, it's probably about two months ago. He he probably would, would remember at when, he, when he listens to this, but he's- And he
0: holds you he, to everything as well, right? So like, yeah. I remember I said, like I did an hour lesson with him and he's like, it was 45 minutes. And I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, it was 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 It's so funny that they, they remember the, to the detail. Yeah,
1: like an elephant, man, just <laughs> just remembered everything. So he corrected me. He's like, no, I think it was like uh, two two months ago. I was like, yeah cool <laughs> so he said uh he says hey we're filming bbs one he said mm. come see he brought me in the big green mats the filming crew was there it was him and henry he introduced me to henner and uh i watched the whole segment that they filmed Talked to henna talked to heat on and we took off from there man they gave me the yellow brick road in, mm. in a nutshell of of what i had to do and, and what was crazy is i they knew i was serious but they didn't it's, it's funny how they didn't know how serious because i guess so many people want it wanted it, wanted it, but nobody follows through yeah and uh you know i'll never forget um they referred me to carlos diaz in, in destin yeah so i would travel to carlos man travel to carlos and at the time um i was training i was training at home in my garage um with a few guys locally yeah. um trying to get the combatants. well at the time it was the blue belt curriculum right yeah. before they got with hickson and changed everything and um uh, man i wound to get my, my my blue belt through them because at that time i was a blue belt but it's like i haven't i hadn't earned it yet right i didn't yeah. believe in it yet. and once i started going through the curriculum and, and, and really owned it and tested and, and, and got promoted to, to blue belt through those guys is really when I started like believing in myself. And then from there, you know, we got into the ICP and man, you know, the chain of attacks from there, right. And graduated through the, the ICP. And then yeah. we were in Broussard, which was, uh, about I was helping John kind of teach and, and stuff at the time. And I said, man, I, I, I want to, Bring. I want to open a school in in, in our community well my community you yeah. know which was 15 20 minutes away and uh man it, it we went through the the whole gauntlet and uh, I wound up locking the territory in and yeah and opening it up and uh I just had so many fears going in you know with with everything of the um, you know needing an enforcer and and I was <laughs> scared about what was going to happen with the other schools? If I was getting gonna get flagged from them or, yeah, or whatever have you, man. And, and if there's anything that I can share in this video that would change somebody's life of what I've experienced or I've been through my life, or certain people in the world that's like, man, I'm so scared to open up my school as a blue belt or whatever. But yeah. I'm gonna tell you, man, you f- following the recipe. It doesn't matter what envy, what what hatred, whatever the community or surrounding areas give you. guys, the guys that start the school, you don't need it. Yeah. All you need is passion and following the brothers' guidelines and the recipe. And dude, it's I feel so confident, so motivated, uh, so inspired. You know, and I, I was just talking to a, a friend of mine the other day. I said every time I go to the Academy and I'm sure you can, and, and me, you and Scott, last time we had visited, we we, we pretty much say the same thing. Right. Yeah. Even though I try to be a, a good instructor, the best I can be, every time I go to GU, I come back and realize how much better of an instructor, a teacher, a father, a friend, you know, how much better I can be. Yeah. It's, it, and, and you don't get what I, what i found in jujitsu is, um, with you guys, all you guys that, that I look up to, right, that, that that have reached whatever this word is called, pinnacle, right, which is the black belt or whatever, mm. what I've learned from you guys is um, you don't get anywhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, everybody I've interacted with in my life from around the world in, in, in my other sports I've done, I've never got that camaraderie that 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 Mm -hmm. leadership that mentorship i've never looked up to so many people in my life like i do now yeah but and and all it is it's it's wind in our sails man it just when you're getting that motivation and that that type of leadership and that uh, people inspiring you like that it, it um it's hard for you to fail when you have that much support you know
0: Yeah, that's so interesting, right? Because like in you're right, in every other endeavor I kind of go through, there's like you normally have like one mentor. Like one mm-hmm. person that resonates with you that helps you carry through, and you hear that all the time. Like this coach helped me out, or you know, there was this uh, manager at work, or there was this mm-hmm. person. But uh, in in our kind of situation, like I'm always mentioning, like five different instructors from the academy, or you know, from around the world that you know inspire mm-hmm. me to do the the different kinds of things. So you do have so many people to just fall back on and set the example, and see that it's not just one person that is. Uh, uncommon, right? There's like there's multiple people that are uncommon, which means you want to match that standard and and kind Absolutely. of have that kind of ability to project yourself. You said something interesting before about like the the idea of not being comfortable opening your school and everything, right? Because I opened my school when I was uh, late purple, like purple three stripes. Uh, something around there. And I remember going like, man, like there's other schools with black belt, like multiple black belt teachers. Like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I I just, I think it's a bad idea, but my wife is like, if you don't pull the pin now, like when we're about to have our first child, if you don't pull it now, it's going to become so hard for you to, to want to do it once you have kids and stuff because you're going to be too scared about the risk. She's like, you just got to kind of pull the pin and, and go for it. And so I went for it and I was doing good, but there was always that lack of confidence. So I was like, when I get my black belt, that's when I'm going to have my confidence and I got my black belt and nothing changed. It, yes. was, <laughs> it was the same. It was my confidence grew once I developed the skills to teach and run a school, the, mm-hmm. the black belt, the jiu-jitsu had nothing to do with it. It was learning the skills that, you know, Henna and Hiron taught me to be like, yeah, you've got this all technically. You know, like Henna said it on uh, the, the business marketing seminar he put up the other, the other day, um, business mastery seminar, sorry. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, I met Robbie and he was athletic and he was very technical and he was very skillful and he was a black belt but he still lacked the confidence that he was able to run his own school. So we just upskilled him on teaching, upskilled him on you know, running a school, and now there's confidence behind everything else that he had to go through. That's and that's the reality of it. Before you were talking about, like, you, you grew up with your grandparents. So mm-hmm. wait, did you live in a house with your grandparents? Like it was yes. primary
1: carers? Yeah, so um, since I was two weeks old, I was raised by my grandparents. I never lived with my mom. Mm. Uh, you know, unfortunately, my mom. And, and the, the the cool thing about I, I believe that the Lord puts you in certain positions in your life, and 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 opens certain doors. And and you know, when, whenever I tell this story to, to to students or or people that come in, and getting back to jujitsu a little bit on it, it you know if you're passionate, a coach had told me one time, the one thing that besides what we had talked about was he said, if if you are passionate and you obsess about something, you're going to be good. Mm. And I, I really think that by me growing up with my grandparents um and, and what I've been through in my life, it helps me to be able to relate on so many different levels. Yeah. And, You know, and the Lord opening all these doors, because as we was going through this, this, these journeys, right, I'm like, Lord, open a door that needs to be open. If this is my route, if this is my path, open it right Well, it's been the highway. But um, so my my mom, um, you know, jujitsu, you know, teaching women, teaching kids, teaching men, it, it doesn't really matter to me because my my mom I didn't live with my mom long story short some close people that know me and I don't even mind talking about it because if I can change people's lives through this it, it, it's super powerful but my mom was sexually assaulted multiple times mm. which in return um, she resorted to substance right well mm. it, it wound up eventually killing her mm. right um, i I believe mentally mm. physically and it wound up you know her, her life was taken but so how
0: old old were you when she passed
1: uh so she passed away about six years ago
0: Okay, but
1: i i still i still wasn't didn't really have a close relationship with her because i was very Mm -hmm. guarded because in 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 the turmoil she was in man it was just wasn't stable and yeah you know i i thought after my grandparents had died and i was already married and stuff right i thought that me and the the, the ch- my, my first born, which was my daughter the love of my child and the love from her son would make her kind of kick the habit the stranglehold yeah. that had her but it didn't have it didn't happen and it was only you know it was just very um it was toxic for for me to to be involved in that mm. so i just i made peace with her right i um you know, my grandfather used to say when, when we talk about my mom, he would always say she's your mother. She's not your mama, <laughs> you know, because my yeah. grandmother, I called mom. Yeah. Right. And my grandfather, I called pop. But they raised me. And and um, I, I think I, I relate a, a lot with he on just because I think he spent a lot of time with his grandfather. And some of the things yeah. he'll say about Master Elio, um, about the Grandmaster Elio in his later years. The, the more chilled years, man, I can relate to them so, so easy because I've kind of experienced it. Yeah. You know, my grandfather was a big guy on analogies. He would talk about certain, he'd say things, and which didn't make sense when I was younger. But now, it, it the analogies make perfect sense. And then I find myself telling my kids about that. And then I would think the old man was, was crazy back in the day. I'm saying yeah. it to my kids now. I was
0: talking you know, about with Hiron the other day, like how important it is to have those conversations with your children. Absolutely. Um, because like, they're not going to understand it, but all you're doing is planting that seed. And then you just absolutely. keep watering it and watering it. And when the time's right, it's all going to unravel and that, that little analogy is going to grow into a deep understanding. But if you don't take the time to have those conversations, you're, that kid's missing out.
1: I I really man I was just so consumed in that 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 conversation with you and on, man that's why I, I I posted what I put out man it it just I was really indeed, I really enjoyed it man I was so thank you for that that time with him and it's always good to you know hear him talk about different things but mm. it's super powerful man you, you you I try to plant you know my whole goal with with jujitsu is even in this trying time and that's why when we talked about doing this man I was. I think people are more set back right now yeah. and, and, and more willing to accept and listen and mm-hmm. hear things because when we are blowing and going, we might hear a certain thing like you had said. Um, I, I like the way you, you had waited a whole year to talk to on about something. <laughs> and uh, it's true. People are going to take, take it you know, because they might be going through a certain time in their life or, yeah. or in a certain mindset and might take it completely different. Yeah, like just before we went on this this hiatus and uh, with the, the the virus, you know, I I catch myself sometimes. I'm a very guarded person, just kind of what I've been through, and 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 I don't trust that many people. Yeah, right. And and it's just me, right? What I've been through in my life. So I'm I, you know, and sometimes in, when I'm teaching jujitsu, I kind of let those barriers down, and I really try to connect. Well, I said something the other day, and it it made me think about. What you, you were saying, you waited a whole year to talk to Heaton and you thought of it a certain way yeah. because your mindset was a certain way. Well, I we got on the subject about spouses training. And nah. uh, I've actually had this conversation with Henner and Heaton uh, for a lifestyle summit. And they're like, Courtney, does your wife train? I said, no. And they're like, well, you need, a, you need to get her a gi. I said, no, I don't. Yeah. And they're like, why? I said, my wife helps me with the gi orders. If she wants a gi, she can go to the school and grab her one. I said, there's no pressure in my end. When she's ready, she'll ask and she'll start. There's, there's, there's a good balance where, when I, when I told it, I had certain students that took it a certain way, certain students took it another way. And it yeah. was, some people took it completely wrong, you know, with the, with the reference of, uh, well, he doesn't want his wife to train or this and that. And, and that's not what it's about, man. Look, mm. I, and, and my daughter's a certain way. I, I, I gotta, my daughter is real busy. When, when she, when she axes, I feed her all she can handle. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. Right. My Son is a different story. He's, he's a sponge, man. He's got a lot of questions. And, uh, so I feed that fire a little more, but sometimes if, if he doesn't want to, I'll say, Hey, like during quarantine, I was, I said, Ev, you want to uh, do some jujitsu today? Uh, not today, dad, no worries. Yeah. But I mean, it's all good. So it, it was pretty cool to, to hear you, uh. Process something for a whole year you know what i mean and, yeah. and probably ate you up for a whole year thinking oh, he yeah. you know and and then when when you and he don't talked again you articulated it in a totally different way yeah you know and, so it, it, and it was so it's,
0: interesting because i actually heard you say that uh statement um when we were in l.a last you said about the ghee and your wife and if she wants it she can order it don't and when you first said it Um, I I kind of did the same thing. I was like, oh man, like, that's kind of like, like harsh or or dismissive, you know? Um, And then like two seconds later, I went, actually, no, I do the same thing with my my wife. Whereas if I push, she resists. And when I back off, she approaches it a little bit more. And so it's like, I think because of the situation we're in, where we uh, run the school and that we're so passionate about it, it can be very intimidating for a spouse to come in, yep. not just in training with us, but then in what does the rest of the room think of me? The rest of the room thinks I need to have this dialed in. The rest of the, and it's almost giving them an unfair place to start their journey because they have so much uh, against them in starting up. Like they feel like they feel like their backs up against the wall and the are so. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much pressure. So mm-hmm. you alleviating some of that and going, you know what? The environment is always here and the opportunity is always here and I'll provide it every now and then. Would you like to train today? You know. And then when they're ready, they'll take that. And that's when you kind of feed it just enough to you know, make them feel comfortable, but not yep. overwhelmed. And then you can pull back and then they'll initiate that more from there
1: absolutely because you know with me by by nature just because of um, you know and and go back to to what happened my 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 grandmother was also sexually assaulted Mm. and my grandmother bared a child so look the scars run super deep and i i've lived through that right i've seen the the ups and downs and the roller coaster rides of and and how that can ruin a family right and uh so by by nature uh, especially with my my what I'm scared of with my wife and, and and my kids, right? Is I want them to learn it so bad that I have to be careful how aggressive I get. Yeah. So jujitsu has taught me to slow it down, and when I do feed, when they are uh, acceptable, right? Are, are they ready? I gotta be, you know, slow and smooth. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of a fault of mine because what I've been through in my life and because my biggest fear is my daughter getting raped, you know, my son getting molested, you know, something happening to my wife. So, you know, me being me, what I've been through, I I have that phobia, so to speak. So, um, I have to be careful in that delivery. Right?
0: Yeah. And it's interesting, right? Because most people would almost shy away from the topics of sexual assault um Mm -hmm. and so they almost do the the opposite they do like the ostrich with their head in the sand and they just Mm -hmm. bury it and they're like it doesn't happen it doesn't kind of exist and you're on the flip side of it you're like you're so aware of it it's happened to two members of my family already you've got a heightened sense of uh concern around it
1: yeah and and you know it's crazy man once i i started dialing into um to, to the Gracie's curriculum and and the the patterns of assailant, stranger, non-stranger, man, it just it just heightened the sense of of, of you know. And I, I have these talks with my wife and my 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 daughter and son, mm-hmm. and man, I just you know I have to be very careful, especially with my family and 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 with with students. I'm 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 still passionate, and the, the ones that that want to learn, man, I, I fuel the fire, right? Yeah. Um, especially in, in, in the private classes and stuff, you know. So, yeah, you're right, man. Majority of people that that are scared to talk or scared to to share their story, even if. And you know, what's crazy is I, you know, there were possibilities when I was growing up for that to happen to me with the same family members. So, yeah, I've experienced the the whole rabbit hole or however you you wanted to the, the analogy you want you want to use. So. Man, I I just if if I can, it you know share this deeply rooted thing that happened to me, mm. and you know some people say, man, you know the hardest thing of jujitsu is walking through the door. I said, yes, yeah, sometimes the hardest thing to do is is to share your story. Yeah, I've, I've heard so many remarkable stories that people share, and the only way I find they would share them with you is if they trust you. Yeah. Whereas I find our biggest for me is. I I share my story with everyone and they're like, man, I can't, you know, even some family members, man, I can't believe you're sharing this, this, these stories about your life and your family and your mom and your grandmother and everything Mm -hmm. you experienced. I said, if I can, there's, there's X amount of people, right? That, that probably happened to them. And even you know, using sexual assaults, getting bullied, I, I can, and I, I wanna share this too, you know, cause my, my mind's rambling all over what mm. I wanna say. And, and I have a bad rambling switch. So <laughs> forgive <laughs> me, forgive me. Say, hey coach, switch it off for a second, right? But- Don't worry,
0: I have a good summary switch. So I'll uh, wrap it into yeah. something and bring it back to a yeah. point.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but I, I was just, I was telling a, um, a mom that called and we teach the kid only private. He's never been to one group class. Mm. And uh, when she told me his story, he was getting bullied and everything. I said, well, look, I've been bullied, too. And I said, look, I can tell you this. I'm about to be 43 years old. There's still and I've never been more confident in my life about my being able to defend myself. Right. Yeah. And still, I'll I'll go through certain things in my life and it'll I'll I'll almost become like I can remember those times of getting bullied. Yeah. And. And it affects me in certain ways in the position I'm in, in my life right now. Yeah. And, and I told the mom, I said, just think about kids that don't get help. Mm. Okay. I said, you're doing your kid, the biggest, the, I said, the best gift we can give ourselves or our kids is the gift of self-defense. Because I said, here's the deal. A confident kid is a bully proof kid. Yeah. And I said, confidence in anything he's going to do in his life will make him successful. Yeah, and uh, man, she was so emotional about it, and she was like, "Man, I really didn't think of it like that." But she went, and one thing I I got out of it was, she was like, "Man, thank you so much for sharing your story and opening up like you did." And I went in detail on on a lot of things, and um, everybody's like, "Man, why do you tell a lot of people your story?" I said, "Because man, if I can help, mm. and this helps people come in, man, I've I've done my job."
0: Yeah, you, know, you have a-, a lot of yeah just talking about it it gives you a chance to reflect on it yourself and it allows you to to understand it because i think with any kind of situation that people have found themselves in throughout life they're going to continuously unravel it and work out how it's still impacting them to this day it's like absolutely yeah we never lose that connection to the to the events that have happened to us Mm -hmm. but we do need to understand meaning and find the impact on what they're doing because there's times when you respond to something and you catch yourself responding and you're like, ah, man, that's not because of this person. That's because of my history with these type of events. Absolutely. And so it starts to form the way you interact with people. And if you don't catch it, you're going to continuously make those errors. So if you don't share and you don't talk, you're going to repeat it. And you can see people about to repeat the same errors that you made.
1: Absolutely yeah absolutely it's a crazy um it's a crazy thing and and i don't know i i just um i'm so thankful and grateful of um you know i think of sometimes man like i walk through the door and and jujitsu is helping me but man at the end of the day i think jujitsu found me yeah you know what I'm. somehow some way it it found me and, and and bit me and being able to give back you know but and and you know what I also find too is like some guys they don't and I'm not putting myself on a pedestal or anything, I'm just being me, right? But hmm. I find that some people in a certain position, like let's say an instructor in my my case, right? Okay, yeah. instruct community, they don't tell their real story of what they've been through because they don't want to people to think lore of yeah. them. They want to be high on this pedestal. And and for me, you know yeah i have personal goals right with you know certain ranks and and this and that that i want to accomplish stripes and this and that yeah and you know i i don't i want my school built on a solid foundation i don't Mm. want my school built on on sand and and built on on what i used to be you know meaning medals and all this i want to be able to you know i and, and what i mean by that is you know i and one of the, um, he don't had said one day, you know, about his grandfather. And man, it just, it just, you know, when you hear something, it just makes perfect sense. So he's like, in the, in my grandfather's later years, could could this person beat him up? Yeah, probably so. My grandfather was 80, 85 years old. Yeah. So my grandfather would say, you know, tell him, hey, tell this 200 something pound guy, mount me, see if he can choke me out. And they couldn't choke him out. Yeah. It wasn't he it, it just, but it, I want to be known as that guy, it, you know. Or, or first generation of this, and hopefully my son will take over second generation as, man, my dad was a very good instructor. Mm. I don't want to be this, this big, tough guy that can beat up everybody at the school. I want to be able to deliver the message, Yeah, right? Because uh, I remember uh, David uh, from, from Australia, he, he yeah. was uh, joking one day, because he, he heard me say this analogy, you can't rooster like you used to. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it just kind of all made sense because we was talking to on and Henner, and I just had so much in my mind at that summit, and uh, and David said, man, you said something yesterday that stuck with me. I said, what's that? I, I don't remember. <laughs> he said, <laughs> you, talk, you can't rooster like you used to. And he said, what did you mean by that? And he said, so he sent me a little uh, video later, and it was a rooster that said, can't rooster like you used to. Everybody taps to father time. Yeah. And man, it just like, I got hit in the chest with, with something. And it almost took my breath away. It's like, I was searching for that answer of uh, how to articulate it. And he gave it to me. And I was like, that's it. Yeah. It made perfect sense that, you know, you can't always be, be the tough guy. And and what I'm, I was, I'm trying to do maybe starting jujitsu later in life is, and, and being around you guys and, and and learning Grandmaster Elio's mindset, um, I'm I'm learning that at an early age to where I can take care of my body, yeah. you know. Like Carlos Diaz is one of my mentors, man. He's, you know, not far from sixty years old, and man, mm. this guy's bopping everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm kind of a five ten year increment guy, and I'm thinking, man, five years or ten ten years from now, my son will be nineteen. Yeah, you know. Yes, will he be a force to reckon with? Absolutely. Will he be able to tap Dad? No way, Jose. I'm gonna <laughs> be its master, you know. So, but what I what I mean by that is just like I want to be able to take care of my body. And if if I would have kept on the, the the route of where I was going before I found Hinter and Heat on, man, I, I would probably be a little broken up right now just from yeah. the, the 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 whole pounding and not taking care of my body. So. Mm. It's, it's more of a mindset too, man. I mean, it, it, these, these guys, you know, and it's funny to look up to somebody and, and as a mentor being younger, yeah. you know, the, these guys are younger than me and I'm looking up to them like, you know, just because of, of the philosophies that, that they're, cause, and, and what's cool he don't says it more than him sometimes, but he's like, man, listen, we just gone on, on how we taught from our father, our grandfather, and stuff. You know, just kind of the lineage that they've learned. Yeah. But it made perfect sense because, you know, they a lot of people say, "Man, jujitsu, and especially you know, heat on jujitsu is for everyone." And I believe that. Yeah. But, to a certain extent, and and I, what I mean by that is depending how it's taught. Yeah. You know. Mean if it's taught right, the right recipe, I believe it's for everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and what change my perspective on it even more, man, is I, I told you, I teach a little down syndrome girl privately every week. Yeah. I teach, mom and I teach her, her, the, uh, her granddaughter. But man, I, and I told, I talked to Eva about it when I was there, that has changed everything. It, it has slowed down everything. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, there's, there is a bigger picture. It's, it's, yeah, I have personal goals. Right. But it's also being able, you know, it it puts things in perspective to slow things down. Then with this virus, it just, man, it's just bringing every, everything together that I find. I I really believe that, um, something good is going to come out of it for everybody. I think people just need to slow down. Yeah. Just, just, you know. Figure out where it's going to be positive, you know, because even on the most negative day of your life, there is something positive we need to find. Right. Yeah.
0: If you can find the silver lining. Right. It sounds like such a cliche thing to say, but that's the reality of it. you can be in the worst predicament in the world. Like right now, we're all locked in our homes. There's people really sick. There's people going through. And we've both said, man, we've got a little bit more family time. We've had a little bit of a time to put our brakes on and reassess what's actually important. Do I need to be on the go all the time? You know, it's like, that's the silver lining. Like there's this moment of clarity of priorities that, you know, can be blurred sometimes in trying to work out whatever goals we think we have or other goals that people have presented to us that we think we need to have for ourselves, you know? And it's just, it changes the way you go about it. You were talking about teaching the young girl I mean, how that helps slow you down because you could see the impact that's having on her but requires that little bit more finesse in getting her to get the information through and seeing the impact of the Bullyproof program on her and earlier you had mentioned you know that uh you uh had started being on the receiving end of bullying quite young in life around what age was it happening to you
1: so man it started my whole um you know and and mainly it was through school all all Mm. my, my grade school from certain select, select guys, uh, and it carried into my sports, right? Yeah. Where, which me and my brother, um, even though me and my brother didn't live together, because um, I lived with my grandparents, he lived with my mom, yeah, uh, with, with, with my two sisters. But we both were passionate about baseball. Mm. And, uh, you know, it just got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore you know what I mean? I, I couldn't take the bullying no more. And, and, you know, I didn't want to tell and expose it to my grandparents to stress them. So yeah. I just kept it and, and kind of diverted my attention into, um, you know, another, some other hobbies, which was speed skating. And I wound up traveling around the world doing that and, yeah. and, and got really good, you know, with that competitive mind. Right. And, um, and then when I moved back, you know, this was multiple years that we did that. I, I wound up moving back and. And met a a guy named Ricky Brock, which um, is a very, um, you know, a whole special place in my heart for me. It was like a mentor; he took me in and and kind of just mentored me through that those competitive years, right? Yeah. Well, my grand when my grandmother died, I moved up there full time. Yeah. um, With with the, uh, you know, with my grandfather agreeing with it and saying, "Hey, man, go follow your dream. I'll be all right." Well. Uh, not realizing the turmoil my grandfather was going through at the mm-hmm. time he wound up getting sick, passing away. So I, 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 was able to come down right before he passed away. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of made the peace and then got into life. Right. Yeah. And, then, um, talking about getting back into like what, what made me find jujitsu. Right. Um, landscape and lawn care around around this state right is real, real competitive and and uh i remember you know i kind of ran away from my problems ran away from the bullies when i came back got married settled down and, and kind of put that on the back burner where it, it wasn't until i got in a heated altercation one day over the the smallest thing but the guy that did it was kind of like a cocky guy and yeah. it was at that point that i realized wow it brought me back to my childhood again. And I said, man, I have to do something uh, to be able to change that. Yeah. It all got me started in the jujitsu and I needed an outlet. I, I thought it was gonna be a good fit. And uh, yeah, I was getting tougher, getting tougher, but was I learning a whole bunch of jujitsu? No.
0: It's interesting, right? Because like we have this saying, the hurt hurt. Uh-huh. Right? And so like you can hurt somebody else or you can hurt yourself. Right. Uh, and so part of it is what I'm hearing is you're in a situation where you're being hurt, and you end up hurting yourself by taking yourself away from baseball, right? and because mm-hmm. I can hear how passionate you are about it. And I, you know when I when I talk to you about your son playing, like you don't miss the games, you make sure you're there. You flew back early from LA to make sure you're there for the for the yeah. game, right? And so like you're kind of connected to that for two reasons, like through your son, but through the passion that you, you had taken away from you in that situation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're finding a situation where you're, you're in this altercation with this guy and you realize like you're, you're reverting back to those same behaviors. And then, so you go, I need to find something to, to deal with this. And then you put it into jujitsu, but through a competitive aspect with no philosophy behind it. And it's just like, be aggressive, take the other person out. And now you get to be in that position where now the hurt hurt other people. And Mm -hmm. so it kind of just keeps getting passed on to you through the situation until you found something that switched your thinking about how to manage these situations, which is the philosophy behind jujitsu at that point.
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people would say, man, you know, and that was one thing about baseball. My son started baseball. My daughter does dance and gymnastics. Mm. And I'm like, I have the same philosophy on, on, on anything because my biggest thing is I love baseball. My son started baseball because he wanted to start baseball. I don't want to live my dream through him. Only thing I do is man, I support him hundred percent and I fuel the fire. Yeah. If I'd, point he'd say hey man I don't want to play baseball no more no worries we're gonna fulfill what we need to fulfill and that was my whole thing with jujitsu do I want him to to compete do I want my daughter to compete only if you want to yeah you know what I mean my whole goal is I want to give them the tools because my my biggest thing you know and, and you know the philosophy but a lot of people doesn't yeah we can't always be there to save our kids right dad can be x ranked belt but if dad ain't there and and the damage is done all the love all the money and everything that we have can't take that away yeah the same whereas jujitsu um i want jujitsu to be the chaperone right when i'm not right. there jujitsu will be there
0: that's it right because like we we can't always be there to step in and protect and if we almost do that If we go like, I I can do this, like something goes wrong, dad will step in. We almost Mm -hmm. develop learned helplessness for our kids because they're like, I don't know how to deal with this myself, like "Where's, where's dad? Where's he coming to sort this out for me? And then it doesn't get fixed. And so what do they learn? They learn, oh man, I don't have the ability to do this. So then they have learned hopelessness. It's hopeless, I don't have the ability. And that's when you know, you see that descend into these more difficult, um, you know, mindsets, these negative mindsets that go through. So that like, just use the vessel to kind of give them the opportunity to develop those skills that so they can walk around and go like, I've got this, like dad's got it for himself and I've got it for me. And so that you just want to feel that in your child.
1: Absolutely, man. You know, I was, um, and when we, when we talk about bullying with, with the, our new kids that come in, man, I, I tell the parents and I always leave them with this. I said, 99% of the people that you'll get all in altercation with you or your kid is going to be unskilled. And mm. I said, a kid will not know what to do when they're verbally attacked, much less what to do when they're physically attacked. Yes. And, um, man, I just, I, I don't want them to kind of rely on being under dad's wing. Right. Yeah. You know, um, and if, if I can change, uh, you know, my, especially my kids and, and now that we're, we're in our community, man, um, I told you about our, 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 deal. I want to try to give back to the community and the schools with our, um, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too soon yet. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, keep, keep,
0: keep we, on uh, in your, in your chest. Yeah, pocket, right? yeah.
1: But we, uh, we want to give back and, and, and I want to give back to these kids that are getting bullied where, you know, there's majority of kids and, 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 you know, the numbers where, I want to be able to change these kids' lives and, and, and kids that maybe want to play baseball or want to do this or want to do that and 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 don't do it because of bullying mm. and um, I want to be able to change change that, you know, as best as I can, right, I'm, but I think um, we're doing a pretty good job in our community and I was just telling somebody the other day, I said, man, we are running this school quarter throttle yeah. and and there's a whole lot more to come. So y'all just, 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 just hang on. We, we're coming, you know? Yeah. Uh, and jujitsu is coming with me, you know?
0: That's it, man. it so like you said before, a bully proof kid is a confident kid and like your confidence yeah. is booming at the moment. Right. That's like, but you didn't have that before.
1: No, man. It's, it's a powerful thing, man. I, I find even me and my business, uh, of my landscaping company. Right. I've become so much more of a a, a better salesman, uh, a better friend, uh, a better boss, yeah. a better father, and and I, I give it all to jujitsu, man, because it's um, teaching you to stay calm in the chaos, you know. Because before talking about you know you having certain things done in your life to you, you're going to react a certain way, right? Yeah. Well, any any and all times where I felt like. I was getting verbally attacked with. I was so defensive, right? Because of what I've been through. And now it's I've, I've I've taken that more relaxed approach. Think about what I'm gonna say before I say it. And man, it's true. It's like the more and more I I I, I get into jujitsu, the more and more I learn, the more relaxed and and almost like the the least confrontational I, I even want to get because I don't even want to waste my energy. You know. Yeah. Pretty pretty powerful thing. You know. Not right. reacting off emotion, you know. So, if that makes sense,
0: you know. Hundred percent, right? Because when you when you react emotively, it means you've taken it personally, mm-hmm. right? Which means you're not viewing it through the lens of what actually is the mm-hmm. the issue. You're viewing it as what's the issue against you, and so then the mm-hmm. ego kicks in because you're like, well, now I need to to def- like stand up for what I believe in in this situation, rather than. No, logically this is what's happened and this is what would be the best outcome for that situation um, and this is what's going to benefit everybody in this situation and so you're just developing that patience to, to have that ability to have that mindset behind your actions
1: 100 percent, man it, uh pow- powerful man and, and it's we just you know we bought the lottery ticket man and we we aim and close to start <laughs> scratch it you know what i mean Well, it's
0: interesting. I've heard a lot of people say that this week, like we're very lucky or it's, uh, you know, that lottery ticket thing and it's it's all comes down to luck, right? But what is luck? Luck is good planning and preparation and then executed when opportunity is there. So it's not luck, right? Because you did the work. I don't believe Yes. Yeah, you did the work and and then seized every opportunity as it comes up and we'll continue to do that because you have the passion to drive you behind it. So it's really yeah. cool to hear, right? And, and to like do that at a point where you said before, like I didn't know about a blue belt being able to open a school and run a school, right? But you can because you executed the plan properly. You learnt the material, you learnt the jujitsu. you're developing your jujitsu. you're developing your teaching skills, you put it into practice and now it's paying off in that, in that route and you want to pay off for more people right? And that's what conversations like this will do. It'll provide an opportunity for you to really have that outlet to be able to provide the jujitsu, the philosophy, the interactions, the connections that you want with other people.
1: Absolutely, man. I, 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 I'm always kind of, you know, I, I believe jujitsu is a beautiful thing, right? And, and with everything, what we do is mastery will come with repetition. So the more, mm. you know, I was just telling my son that he was, uh, Doing something with his baseball the other day, and I'm like, "Would you rather practice for an hour, maybe forty-five percent, or practice for fifteen minutes at a hundred percent?" I said, "Each repetition you do, let's give it the 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 all." You know, I was doing a trap and roll the other day. He's like, "Uh, oh, just doing that." Uh, I said, oh, "Are we gonna get better at that?" Yeah. No sir. I said, "Okay, we can do twenty of these." And and not get us nowhere closer to mastery or or anything. All we can do five of these, click, click, boom,
0: yeah.
1: do it, and and get so much more out of it. Yeah, you know. So I I just use, you know, so, so many different things like that to you know, and and goes goes back to what we were talking about of slowing things down uh, and talking to them, explaining it to them. I I believe you know what what my grandfather did with me was he taught me so much that i didn't even know about but he also would let me get frustrated and fail before yeah. he would step up. almost mm. to the point where i was i would give up on something i was working on and man that was the biggest that there was some of the biggest things i can remember growing up with him you know cuz they were in their late 60s into their 70s when i was a baby yeah you know i, I died uh i mean uh he he died. my grandfather my grandmother was i was 16 when she died and i was uh, 15 and my grandfather was i was 18. Yeah. you know so i'm I'm almost 43 now man they've been gone a long time and it seems like the more and more i get and, and i think what jujitsu did it has slowed me down so much it, it makes me reflect even more especially these trying times of yeah to, to recollect back on, on those times and, and really you know um, dig dig deeper and deeper into the technique so to speak you know yeah. of, of what we taught and everything so um i I don't know I'm I'm you know there's a lot of people around here man I can't wait for this to be over man yeah and as crazy as this sounds is I'm in no rush. Yeah. I'm in no rush. Everything's gonna be okay. I'm 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 thankful for everything that you know it's like we've we've been wanting i've been wanting things to change in my life and to to, to organize and prepare this and that and it's like the, the lord just gave us a gift and i want to take it and make the best out of it you know
0: you have the mindset to know that this isn't a time to panic right you're like the person who has their guard passed and the person's about to hit side mount, and another person's like i cannot let them pass it's just going to be failure if they hit side mount, and you're like the person who goes okay they passed my legs and they may land inside mount, and if they do land inside mount, I'll defend the side mount, and I'll go on from there. And it's just like you're very comfortable to know. Don't panic. Everything will be okay. Just prepare for when the time is right. It's another one. Plan, prepare, and when opportunity is there, everything will be executed, and we're ready to hit the ground running again.
1: Absolutely, man.
0: Courtney, Absolutely. thank you so much for this conversation today, man. I really appreciate it. We have to cover so many different bases, but the big thing, you know, like for me, sitting down and having this conversation is this it's like our past experiences form us, but they don't have to define us. And we right. have the opportunity to change the way we respond to situations based on just educating ourselves more. And it might happen at the point of contact with that you know, situation or it might happen years after, but you always have the ability to recover from those events.
1: I believe that a hundred percent, man. And, and the pleasure's all mine, man. I, I appreciate the opportunity and you know, I, I I've been wanting to kind of to share uh, the story and it just never really worked out, man. And you know, I, I hear a lot of, you know, see a lot of the, the black belts getting interviewed, man. And I'm like, man, we, uh, we got some purple belts, some blue belt guys that that got some some really cool stories that can really change the, people's lives too, man. So thanks for the opportunity. I can't no, wait. To see thanks for reaching you out again.
0: and letting me do it with you, right? Because I agree. I agree. I, I think black belts aren't the only people that have things to offer. <laughs> it's almost putting the black belt on too much of a pedestal and saying you know, like with the black belt comes immediate. Uh, interpersonal knowledge and the ability to articulate and it's not true right there people come with all different skill sets in all different ranks and i think it's important that we talk to everybody because we are going to hear these different stories that are going to resonate with different people and help them uh take action on the things that they want to do in their life absolutely thank you can't wait
1: uh you're welcome man. can't wait to get up there and see you guys and uh stay safe stay healthy and Mm. we'll see you soon brother
0: What an incredible story that Courtney had to offer, and I think the biggest takeaway was to see that you're going to hold on to things that have happened to you, and there are some things that are more difficult to deal with and more challenging for you to um, decipher and work through. But if you keep working on it, you'll be able to find the characteristics that you're looking for within yourself, the strengths that you have, and utilize those to achieve your dreams. Thanks for listening.